Good morning, and welcome to my podcast on Simple Faith. Don't you know it's time to praise the Lord in the sanctuary of His Spirit? So set your mind on Him and let your praise begin and the glory of the Lord will fill this place. I wonder this morning, as you come to this time of devotion, have you set your mind on Him? And in setting your mind on Him, do you find it necessary within your, within your heart, within your spirit, within your mind, to worship the Lord. That's what simple faith is about. Bringing us to that place where we find joy in worship, where we find joy in meeting with the Lord on a daily basis. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you for each person who's listening to this podcast. I pray a blessing upon their lives. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would open their hearts, that they might receive your word. It's not my word. It's your word that they need to hear. That you would open their minds to understand how the words and the actions of those who lived so many years ago are relevant today and are applicable to our lives. And then, Holy Spirit, that you would open our lives, that we might be obedient to the things that you show us. And I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hey, turn with me to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 18. We're going to pick up at the 18th verse. Uh, Before we do, let me give to you a little background as to what's going on. Uh, Paul had uh, been preaching in Corinth. Corinth was a place of sexual immorality. It was a worldly place where people sought pleasure over seeking God. And Paul was up against a struggle. And yet God was giving him success. God was giving him the ability to lead people through a simple message. And the message was this, Jesus is the Christ. And daily, he would go to the marketplace. Weekly, he would go to the synagogue and he would reason with the people. That word reason means that he entered into dialogue. He answered questions. He entered into a discussion. He debated with them about Jesus who's the Christ. And as he testified, there were some that opposed him and at the same time they blasphemed. In other words, they rejected the God that he was preaching. God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, they rejected the one who they supposedly served in their lives. And so Paul says, as a result, I am rejecting you. And as a sign of that rejection, he shakes off the dust 
from his sandals and from his garments. And he says, from now on, I will go to the Gentiles. My mission, my priority. In fact, we looked at it in Romans 1 and the 16th verse where it says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God and the salvation to the Jew first. And Paul went to the Jew first, but the Jew now has rejected him. And so Paul says, and and verse 16 in Romans 1 continues and says, and also to the Gentiles. Paul says, I'm now going to the Gentiles. I'm now going to make them my priority. And so Paul, while he was in Corinth, it says that Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Many Corinthians who heard, believed, and were baptized. And the Lord spoke to Paul. And I can almost imagine the conversation as he says to him, do not be afraid, but speak, and do not keep silent. For I am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you. For I have many people in this city. He's saying to Paul, I know the opposition, but greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And so as we pick up in verse 18, it says, So Paul remained a good while. He stayed in Corinth. He stayed in a place of corruption and immorality because God was giving him success and people through the message that Jesus is the Christ came to a saving relationship. It continues in verse 18 and tells us, Then he took leave of the brethren and sailed for Syria and Priscilla and Aquila were with him. He had his hair cut off at, Cent- at, at Centuria, for he had taken a vow, and he came to Ephesus and left them there. But he himself entered the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. Notice here that Paul had gone back to the Jews. However, his first priority still remained with the Gentiles. He had rejected them as being first and foremost a priority and yet had not rejected them as a people who God deeply loved. And so he went into the synagogue and he began to reason. Again, when we see that word reason or reasoned, we think of dialogue, we think of discussion, we think of debating. And so he went in there into the synagogue and verse 20 says when they asked him to stay a little longer or a longer time with them he did not consent but took leave of them saying I must by all means keep this coming feast in Jerusalem but I will return to you again God willing and he sailed from Ephesus Verse 22, And when he had landed at Caesarea 
and gone up and greeted the church, he went down to Antioch. And after he had spent some time there, he departed and went over the region of Galatia and Phrygia in order, strengthening all the disciples. Paul was going back to the churches that he helped to found, churches where he had uh, had much success, churches where he had brought in disciples, and he strengthened them. This tells us or shows us a very important element of simple faith ministry, of simple faith relationship. And that is this. It's not enough for us to make disciples. It's not enough for us to bring people to that relationship. We must also be willing to walk through life with them, strengthening them along the way. And I know in my heart today that there are pastors, evangelists, preachers, teachers, workers in the church, regardless of position, who could use encouragement, who could use strengthening. And let me say to all of you, that is part of my mission of simple faith, strengthening, encouraging, uplifting you as you walk with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Know that even though you may feel alone, you're not alone. God is with you, but I am with you as well, offering prayer and offering support. Verse 24, now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an elegant man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in, the, in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. Now, where this man, Apollos, came from, we know that he's born in Alexandria. We know that he was very mighty in the scriptures. And he came to Ephesus, and he was instructing people. He was teaching them. But who sent him, we don't know. It doesn't matter who sent him. We can reason in our hearts and in our minds that it must have been the Lord who encouraged him to go. And so he went, but he went with limited knowledge. And this shows that even in the limited knowledge that we might have, that we can still be effective in the Lord. Why do you say, Pastor, he went in limited knowledge? Because it says he only knew the baptism of John. If you go back into the book of John or into the gospel of John, we see John the Baptist. And what was his message? His message was, make straight the way of the Lord. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. John was a messenger. 
John was teaching about and preaching about one who was going to come after him, who was much greater than him, whose sandals he was not worthy to untie. And so Apollos learned that message and he took what he knew. And verse 26 says, So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he desired to cross to Ocasia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace, for he had vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. As Paul Harvey might say, he heard the rest of the story. He knew part of the story. But now through the teaching of Aquila and Priscilla, he learned the rest of the story. He learned the message that Paul was delivering. Jesus is the Christ. You don't have to look for another Messiah. You don't have to wait any longer. He has come and he suffered on the cross and he died for you. But he did not remain in the grave because on the third day he rose again. And because of his death and resurrection, you can know him. You can experience him personally. And so this man, who knew part of the message, now had the whole message. And vigorously, he began to refute the Jews publicly. And he showed to them from the scripture that Jesus is the Christ. He took their own word, the word of the Lord from the Old Testament, and showed them how in the Old Testament it was proclaimed that the Messiah would come, where he would be born, what he would do upon this earth. And he showed them that the Jesus that they had crucified was alive and was offering to each and every person who came to him the opportunity to true life, eternal life. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for your people who will listen to this message. I thank you, Lord, that the things that you show me and the things that you show them are applicable to our lives individually and yet collectively as well. I pray that you would be with them throughout this day. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Friends, as always, do me a favor. Would you like this? Would you follow it? Would you uh, repost this through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, however you best share this message? Maybe you just send it out through Messenger. I don't know how you do it, but would you do that? 
And until we meet again tomorrow, may God richly bless you.